Hello, you're listening to the Business Butler Podcast, where we serve you tasty business solutions in bite-sized morsels on a silver platter. And now here's your host, Clayton C. Butler. Hello and welcome. The Clayton C. Butler Podcast is live and it's Friday the 8th of May, 2020. And I'm going to take a little bit of a departure from today from what I normally talk about. And I'm going to ask you, what information do you allow into your life? If this is your first time here, I'm Clayton C. Butler, your business butler that serves all your creative business solutions on a silver platter. And this is the Business Butler Podcast, and I record live every Monday through Friday at noon Eastern on the Clayton C. Butler Facebook page and the Clayton C. Butler YouTube channel. And I talk about different ways that entrepreneurs and business owners can grow their business through marketing, advertising, promotional items, and other creative business solutions. So if you find the stuff that I talk about helpful, subscribe, get notifications, like, follow, depending on what platform you may be on. And if you'd like help growing your business, reach out to me at one eight three 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 butler or go to butlerhelpme.com. And now that I have all those formalities out of the way, I guess for the past eight weeks or so, I must have been under a rock. This whole shutdown, I've been busier than I've ever been. I've been keeping my nose to the grindstone. We've been doing late hours at the office, just me and the wife. I'm trying to make the best of things, and I'm pretty much taking the opportunity to ignore everything else around me and just focus on improving myself and improving my business and hopefully getting my wife to be able to work full time with me again. And in general, I've just made it a point, I guess, not to consume a lot of media. And I'll talk about that a little more in depth in a moment. But I didn't realize just how much I've sheltered myself from what's going on in the rest of the world. While I've had my own opinions, I'm just now learning of some really serious accusations and conspiracy theories about what's going on in the world right now. And those types of things aren't exactly what I'm going to talk about, but uh, I am going to kind of delve into a little bit about the information that we take in as entrepreneurs and business owners and how it affects us. I'm not going to get into any detail about any particular things that I've heard, but I do want to talk about how shocked I actually was this week. I went to my parents' house the other day to check on them. I haven't seen them very often, probably about three times during this eight-week period here. And both of my parents are in their 70s. And as people of that age do, they watch the news all day long, either that or game shows. But every time I'm there, it seems like it's always the news. And they're a little hard of hearing, so they kind of keep it fairly loud in volume. So you can't help but notice that the news is on. It's really, really on. But anyway, I never see the news unless I'm at their house. We don't have TV at our home. Um, my wife, well, we have TV, a TV, but, uh, we 
do it through the internet. We do like YouTube, Vimeo, Netflix, and Amazon Prime and stuff like that. So we don't really get the local news or regional news or national news or whatever. We really don't see it anymore unless we run across something that's huge that's trending on Facebook or something like that that's a news story. So I get to their house about the lunchtime hour, and uh, I had Christina with me. And we were both shocked at just how much of what we saw was focused solely on the coronavirus. I'm not exaggerating when I say that nearly every single commercial dealt with coronavirus or mentioned coronavirus. Nearly every news segment was something about corona the death numbers, the number of infected, politicizing, accusations, you name it. If I had played a drinking game and took a shot every time I heard the word coronavirus, I would be dead from alcohol poisoning right now. It was absolutely ridiculous. But I'm sure y'all probably already know that if you watch the news at all. I mean, and, and if it wasn't for the coronavirus, it was either people getting stabbed, killed, shot, carjacked. I know that stuff is probably important to know, but I know stuff happens. Bad stuff happens. And it's sad. But do I really need to know that somebody got carjacked in Atlanta or somebody got shot in Atlanta? It's bad. But I don't want to say it doesn't impact my life. I feel sorry for the victims and the families. But how much are we letting stuff like that dictate how we feel? How much are we letting that stuff influence us? When I left their house, I felt so depressed. And I was so inexplicably fearful for some reason. And it wasn't a way that I'd felt like in a long time. I know the situation in the world is dangerous with the virus. And I know that. I and my family have been taking precaution, but until I watched the news, I wasn't really like scared of it. It didn't seem un until I watched the news that there was this huge, overwhelming cloud of doom and gloom all over the world. I mean, every news segment sounded like the, the, uh, the music theme from a, uh, like a, horror movie trailer or a, a disaster movie trailer. It was just, I don't know. It just made you feel weird. I guess what I'm trying to say is that I know it's been devastating and I know people have lost their lives and I know the situation is dangerous. I just don't know why we have to talk about it all the time. And I mean, I'm kind of guilty of it myself because I'm talking about it right now. In a lot of the podcasts, I've mentioned coronavirus shutdown because I want to make sure that you as an entrepreneur or as a business owner and that all together that we're aware of both the difficult realities and the opportunities that have arisen from the way the coronavirus has changed the marketplace. So for that, I apologize if I'm calling, if I'm the pot calling the kettle black in this case. I'm just kind of getting tired of hearing about it now. Just that brief time I watched the news, it was enough to make me want to throw up. Why do we have to sensationalize everything to the point that 
it's all we talk about or make something out like it's a gun to everybody's head in the world. I mean, in the same vein, we have people that are saying that all of this is quote unquote, the establishment's way of holding us all hostage. I'm not saying what I believe. I'm not saying what to believe. I don't even know what I believe, but that's not what this is about today. I want to talk about what you consume. We've been talking a lot about media and advertising on my channel here on the podcast. And I ran across an interesting article this morning on marketingdive.com. And it said a survey of 7,000 consumers across seven countries in April found that 41% are now ready to hear from brands about topics unrelated to the pandemic, according to press materials from Mido that were shared with Marketing Dive. People are getting tired of it. They also talked about answers by generation. And Generation Z, which is kind of close to where I am, indicated that the ads with the theme, quote, things are different now, are common, but that's not what they want to see anymore. Now, if people are getting tired of it from advertising, I know that they're tiring from it from other media as well, especially the news outlets. If you haven't read the book, The Four-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss, you should read it. I may even talk about it on an upcoming book review on the channel. Even though the book title is a little bit of a misnomer from what the basis of the book is really talking about. I mean, he's not purporting like a real four-hour work week. But he does talk about um, how he went on a media fast and how it changed his life. Basically, Ferris decided that he was going to stop consuming news uh, or mainstream media or even social media. And he talks about the benefits of doing just that. Not only did it free up a lot of his time because he wasn't like chasing rabbit holes as he consumed media, as we kind of go in those little endless dives into Facebook or YouTube or stuff like that. But it also helped his overall mental well-being by not consuming massive amounts of negativity on a regular basis. He even went so far as to have a virtual assistant curate his emails and look at news articles on specifically selected news sites and had that person only send him the information that's vitally important for the operation of his life and his business. And I thought that was pretty cool. He said that if there's an event big enough that he needs to know about if it's earth shattering enough that he needs to know about it, that it's going to find its way to get to him and everybody else without having to seek it out. So I was intrigued by that and by what he was saying in his book. So I decided I was going to try it too. maybe not to the point to where I cut everything out of my life. Uh, but, I stopped consuming mainstream media as a whole. 
I started being very careful of the information that I took into my brain. I realized that when I watched and consumed that media now, after I've been off it for a few years, several years now, I realized just how toxic it all is, just how sensationalized it is, just how designed it is to make us feel a certain way. And that's not the way I want to feel. I don't want to feel like I'm in a panic. I don't want to, I don't want to be scared. I have enough things in my own business, in my own life, and enough fires to put out of my own that make me feel stressed out on a daily basis. They don't have to like that. I, I don't have to artificially manufacture that feeling by taking in sensationalized negativity and unbiased journalism or disguised as unbiased journalism. <clears throat> My wife just jumped in the chat and she said he relies on his wife to tell him the important things. Now that's true. I do. I have her curate everything. Cause I don't want to know I'm stressed out enough as it is. And I had to, I kind of had to unload last night with her. And I was like, I just, I'm overwhelmed with all this information. It's just too much. Like, it's making me feel ways I don't like to feel, and I'm starting to react negatively toward people. And I'm sure she could probably tell you how much of a crotchety jerk I've been <laughs> through some of this stuff. But uh, thanks for throwing that in there. But yeah, I do have her curate my stuff now. If I need to know it, she's going to tell me. And if I don't need to know it, I just don't need to know it. So I did a quick search on Media Fast this morning, getting ready for this podcast just to see about what other people have to say about media fasting. There are a ton of blog posts from people who have tried it. I was really surprised, actually. They talked about how it benefited their overall well-being when they tried it, how it gives them more free time, how it even lets them sleep better because of the blue light consumption, like the blue light from their screens, the TVs and the the device screens at bedtime when they stopped consuming all that stuff, the social media and the news and all that stuff, then they, uh, they started sleeping better. And I'm sure too, if you, if you're not worried about all the doom and gloom around you, you probably sleep better anyway. And they talked about how it boosted, it boosted, excuse me. It boosted their immunity because they weren't as stressed out and it just fostered better mental well-being overall. I heard uh, um, one of the conspiracy theory uh, videos last night. I kind of delved into it a little bit and I shouldn't have, but they're saying how with all of the, the negative stuff, all we're hearing about is how deadly this thing is and how dangerous it is and how horrible it is and how the world's all going to die and, and all this stuff just making us, putting us in a fear state that it's, it is actually making the problem worse because we're damaging our immune system from the stress response and making ourselves more susceptible to getting sick anyway. And I don't doubt that. It makes sense. Stress does affect the immune system. If your immune system is weak, <clears throat> excuse me, if your immune system is weak, then 
you have a higher chance of getting sick. So I can attest to all these effects that they talked about personally in my own life. I feel worse when I consume a lot of mainstream media and even social media, and I feel better when I don't subject myself to it. I've even found myself now barely even going on social media anymore. I used to love Facebook. And I still get on it from time to time, but I don't crave it like I used to. Now that I've conditioned myself to not look at stuff like that so much, I just, it it just is not a craving that I have anymore. I used to find myself getting into Facebook rants with people. I used to post passive aggressive status updates aimed at certain people who I thought needed to get the message. I don't feel like I need to do that anymore. Like it totally changed my outlook on social media. Like I don't feel like I need to do that anymore. I don't feel the need to get into political rants with people anymore. I've or political debates or arguments with people on Facebook anymore. I mean, I guess I was dense, but I've come to learn that like by forcefully asserting my position or my own beliefs and spouting political rhetoric, isn't going to change anybody else's mind, especially if I'm just blasting it from social media. And I do think the problem with social media is it's given every Tom, Dick, and Harry and every smart person and every idiot a platform to stand on and spout their beliefs from, whether or not people need or want to hear it. So if I want people to know who I am, I just need to live my life in such a way that reflects that. And I don't have to get on a soapbox on social media. So if I do get on my soapbox now, it's few and far between. And I guess this is a little bit of a soapbox right now, but I just want to encourage you to give it a shot. Just stop. Stop looking at the the news. Stop listening to the news. Both sides. Stop diving into social media. Stop doing the rants. Stop arguing with people on Facebook. It makes you feel a certain way. So it's hard at first to not want to pick up the phone and look and see what's going on in the rest of the world or on social media, especially if you're as addicted to it as I was. But once I started breaking the habit and getting used to not being on it, then I began to notice that when I did get on it, it made me feel a certain way that I didn't like very much. I was going to, I was going to see some post on there that upset me. I was going to see some picture or some other person that made me feel less about myself because they're posting the best parts of their life. And cutting that stuff out of my life has been very helpful. I think it's going to be helpful for you too if you give it a shot. So, so do give it a shot. And if you're dealing with fear, if you're dealing with anxiety on a regular basis, just start to be very conscious of what it is that you're consuming. Is it negative? Is it making you feel weird or icky? Really take stock of what it is that you're consuming 
and how it makes you feel. Is it making you afraid? Is it making you stressed? Take stock. What you consume might have a lot to do with the way you feel. And a lot of us live in a heightened state, especially entrepreneurs and business owners. We live in that kind of heightened state anyway. We're a little bit wound tight sometimes, <laughs> full of anxiety, sometimes fear. We're rushing around. Our adrenaline's off and pumping. We've got goals. We've got things that we're scrambling to accomplish, projects, deadlines. All that keeps us worked up enough. And it's not good for our health. I mean, I I know I'm trying to work on getting more exercise and changing the way I consume food, but consuming media is part of that too. Trying to de-stress is part of that too, just to 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 better overall improve our health and well-being. All that stuff keeps us in a sympathetic dominant state. That means it puts our nervous system in a state where our sympathetic nervous system is controlling the ship. Our fight or flight or, well, fight, flight, or freeze response. Uh, They've added freeze now, and I'll talk about that in another episode. But uh, that response keeps us alive in certain situations, but we're not designed to live there in that state. It takes a serious toll on our body and our health over time. So contributing to that is what we consume in the media that puts us in that fight, flight, or freeze response, whether or not we realize it. It's not what we need to keep us healthy and get us out of that sympathetic dominant state. Not saying this to preach at you because I'm in the same boat with you. I just want to encourage you. And I want you to be as successful as you can be. And I think going on a media fast or changing your media diet entirely for the long term is incredibly beneficial, not just for entrepreneurs and business owners like you, but for anybody in general. Try it out with you and your family. See how it works. If you're an entrepreneur or a business owner and you find yourself struggling and you might think you might need some help growing your business, maybe through marketing, advertising, or other creative business solutions, reach out to my team and we'll be glad to help you. Or if you just feel feel fearful and don't know which way to turn and need a little help, a little push getting over the hump, then call 1-833-3-BUTLER. Or go to butlerhelpme.com and we'll schedule a time to talk, see if we're a good fit to help you. Clayton C. Butler here, your business butler who serves all your creative business solutions on a silver platter. And as always, have a great one. Thank you for listening to the Business Butler Podcast. To learn more about Clayton, visit ClaytonCButler.com. Need help growing your business? Then reach out to the Butler Productions team at 1-833-3-BUTLER or go to butlerhelpme.com. The Butler Productions podcast is property of Butler Productions, LLC. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.